This is the Lingaholics Podcast with Cody, Marcus, and Ian, where we dive deep into conversations about the experiences and endeavors of the language learning life. On this pod, we feature a wide variety of guests and topics with nonstop passion and nonstop fun. There's no last call for Lingahol, so come on in and join the show. Yeah, hey. Hur många ikoner får plats i ett rum Jag ringer till Ian så ringer till Nisse Vi sitter i studion och jobbar på skisser Och studion den brinner, jag borde vara lugn Här är inte rap, det här är kultur Det här är historia som filmar oss nu Här är som Ebbo och Uffe Lundell Jobbar i studion om gång 77 Hur mycket pengar vill du ha? Hur mycket tjejer ska du ha? Hur många gånger ska du byta person för du fattar Okej folks, let's get this show a rolling It's episode 64 of the Linga Holics podcast. This is Senor Ian on the microphone. We are back. It's been a little bit. Uh, we are firing everything back up. It's the summertime. Fire up your barbecues. Fire up your smokers. Fire up your languages, everyone. And here today, it is Cody and I, Mr. Pinch, and Senor hanging out and Cody, I just want to say, uh, do you, what does this sound like? Does this sound like summer to you? Just uh, one second, one second. We get this to the microphone. Oh, you, is that is that the sound of summer? That's so satisfying. Okay, man, I was just waiting for that. I was waiting for that to uh, to begin to commence the show here because the Lingaholics are back. It's an episode, summer episode, and we're coming back. When I say firing up the languages, we're firing up this podcast again, folks. Uh, it's been life switches, changes, momentous uh, happenings all around. But it's Cody and I today, our friend Marcus, who is not here, our co-podcaster Marcus. Maybe he's going to listen to us on his on his bicycle, on his bicicleta, because I know he rides his bike a lot. So Marcus, pedal faster, and we will see you soon, bro. Uh Yes, let's talk about, so Cody and I, we're going to give some life updates, some language updates, get into a few topics uh, with this new, the new starting of the show, a little shorter episodes for everyone, uh, a little more consumable quantity of an episode to take in. So I currently uh, am on summer vacation. I finished up my school year. I'm a Spanish and French high school teacher. The school year has wrapped up. I am back in my hometown and currently I'm working a job that I I worked last summer and it went really, really well. And it's a job that I had out of high school initially. It took an 11 year gap. I came back. It's at a golf course. And a lot of my fellow teacher friends make fun of me for going back to a golf course at this age of 30. Like, hey, you're a teacher. You have summer vacations blah 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 like why do you need to do that like that's that's dumb it's a teenager's job but here's the thing everyone okay it's really early mornings it's like it's almost criminally early however though it's a thing i get to experience this i got to experience this last year where i get to do a bit of like light manual labor and really really soak up languages like it's one of those things when Marcus talks about when he's working in his laboratory and he can just like consume hours and hours and hours of uh, podcasts. I get to do that. So that's honestly like the number one reason why I work this job. Yeah, I get to pay off a few extra credit card bills a little quicker too. But it's seriously, it's been great. Uh, I'm three days into it here now. 
everything's going awesome. My big summer focus um, is German. So shout out to Easy German. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Carrie, Manuel, and uh, oh, Janusz. Janusz, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're in my ear constantly while I'm like on a string trimmer trimming grass. And it's been great, man, because I have I have big dreams with my German, uh, big goals, multi, like a multi-year project with my German. So that is my summer. And I'm also uh doing a lot of dabbling. I'm trying to devote an hour a day to dabbling. So maybe we can talk about that because just I just have to like I have to dabble, I found. So it's the only my only way to satisfy it. Um, and so the summer has just started off, it started strong, it started well, and I'm really pumped. So let's swing it on down i'm back in my hometown our boy cody has settled in nicely in calgary and cody can you just give the audience a life update on everything that's happening how things are going how things are feeling and how your summer started off so far my friend well i, I don't know if settling in nicely is, is a good way to describe <laughs> okay. what's happening okay. Maybe a, am i sugar coating things <laughs> yeah but um that's uh so I think Ian's life has been fairly stable uh, lately. I think so. Yeah. Honestly, but, uh, Marcus and I have, um, we've been going through both of a bit of a, a crazy time lately for different reasons, different things have been happening. Um, I won't get into Marcus's. He can do that himself. But um, yeah, for he'll me, be back. He'll be back. Um, basically what it comes down to is just, uh, I've been having a lot of trouble with, with money and work and things like that. So um, if the listener uh has been listening to us uh consistently or if they haven't uh maybe they should know that uh i was in korea for the past year and uh i had to do quite a few job changes and life changes and uh when i came back here uh, i got covid and i had to get stuck in quarantine before i came back here so all of that has been very expensive and i'm paying the price for that now so um it's been uh kind of stressful coming back here to be honest to to just like get everything leveled out again yeah and i'm just finally getting to the point now where i'm like the like the storm clouds are starting to clear a bit and things aren't so crazy and stressful anymore so um I'm settling back into like a kind of a normal working routine and normal life routine and things like that. So, um, yeah, things are starting to look up. Um, yeah, man. yeah, I've, I'm experimenting with something new with my, with my Korean right now, which I want to get into. In yes. the pod. Is this something you might've tweeted about? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That was a topic I had in mind. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's it. I don't want to get too much into my life. That's basically no, man, all for sure. that's happening. That so gives, um, uh, that sums yeah. it up for sure. Cause yeah, it's, uh, I find routine is with language learning. I'm assuming most like endeavors that one takes on. Cause I find language learning to be like a constant thing. It's not like something you do like once a week and then, can just leave like i feel like routine is very essential to to like supplement like to uh, enhancing language learning experience because if it's like very haphazardly done or randomly like random times to do it i don't think it's gonna have the same effect and the people 
if you're engaged in language learning, I don't think you're going to enjoy it as much because that routine that you settle into, that practice that you establish, right? It's like if you practice guitar like once every three weeks or something, I don't think your love of the guitar gonna... is going to is gonna go off. So, I mean, mm -hmm. so be, yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, It's just like getting things settled. So okay, let's let's get into this because we want to keep these episodes a bit shorter, so just like right to the point. So, so uh, your tweet about your Korean practice, very interesting because super interesting too because you and Minji, um, I mean, especially you weren't living together in Korea, correct? No. Yeah, like you obviously saw each other fair amount but you weren't living together like that day-to-day -day basis and that's and a big difference let me tell you big i can imagine <laughs> i can only imagine i have i don't have the experience myself to say um the well the only comparable i would say and obviously it's not a real like relationship but when we did the lingaholics boot camp i mean we had three rotating languages of spanish french and german now, this was a very, like, elective, leisurely endeavor as us amongst friends. We had consciously chosen, okay, like, today is French day, today is Spanish day, today is German. And we made concerted efforts to keep it, like, what? Like, I think we lasted almost the whole day speaking those languages. There were some days where we just, we, we where we did last the whole day. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, I mean... Okay, so like it's kind of like a template I can compare it to. But with you and Minji, so you've decided, and is it, if I'm, I'm just parsing this from the tweet that you said you're speaking one day in Korean and one day in English. Yeah, exactly how we did it in the just beginning. the rotating boom, 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 boom. Okay, so how's that going? How is that? How did wait before? How's that going? How did because you you would kind of touched on this in the previous episode how you had felt something like this was like necessary or this is something you wanted to do. So how did this come about? First of all, well, like how, this... how did you, cause I think like, the other people in relationships like this, this could be a somewhat of a blueprint. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. Well, okay. um, like this, I, where I first got the inspiration for doing this 100% target language all the time was when I did my first uh, exchange, my study program in Mexico. Right. Because okay. I just saw such an astronomical improvement in my Spanish yeah. performance. I was amazed totally. by how beneficial it is to completely cut yourself off from being able to speak your native language. Like you, where you're thrown into the deep end and it's either sink or swim. Yes. And I so I got so hooked on that that I decided to do it again in in Germany for for my major cuz Spanish was my minor. Yeah. And uh yeah, when I went to Germany too, same thing. Like I had such an amazing experience. Did you live with host families in both of Yeah, Mexico? I lived with a host family in both. Yeah, of them. man. That's so, such a Oh, same like that's what I did in Central America too. Like I like the host family experience is like no other. Mhm. Mm it's pretty incredible. So, yeah. is because I'm assuming because with mine, one person in Honduras spoke English, but 
in your host families in Mexico and Germany English at all? Uh so I don't know. Have I talked about my host family experience? I don't think I, either of us really have. Much. <laughs> so it's should always we get a topic. Into that first because mine. Yeah, we, yeah, I think we should because it's it's fond and fun little memories for me. For sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll go first. So my my uh, first one that I did in Mexico, uh, I lived in Guadalajara, and right. the family. <laughs> it was like in a in a small apartment building where they lived. And it was right across the street from the university, which was super convenient. And the family that lived there was like, like two, the, the parents were like in their upper 60s okay. and they had three kids. They had three sons and mm -hmm. they were like high 30s, low 30s. Oh, okay. And two of them had moved out and they had families and one of them was still living at home and he was engaged to a woman who also lived with them. Right. And um, there was a, a Mexican student staying with them, not related to them. Oh, okay. There was some random kid. Right. Random and I, sh I, sh yeah. I actually shared a room with him. I had no privacy, <laughs> which I'm <laughs> okay. never doing again. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, and then there was a there was a Japanese exchange student staying. Oh wow! There. Okay, and, and he had his own. Are room. they one of those families that would take in like multiple? Yeah. Exchange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So when I was I, there, this is a trend in Latin America. Yeah, when I was yeah. there, they had three exchange students. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the family, the the parents and the son couldn't speak English. Right, uh, but the the fiance, the and the and the and the students could, but mm -hmm. we couldn't speak English with each other. We're like by the program, we signed a contract that we weren't allowed. Really? So it was. Yeah. I've heard of this rule, with different programs. So th that was the same deal then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was it so, like a yeah. three strikes you're out thing, or how did like? <laughs> what would have been the consequences if you would have spoken English? Is it just like heavily uh, frowned upon? To be honest, from from my time in Mexico, I don't remember if they had any rules like that. Um, yeah. I don't think you, like you would have been like deported or anything. But, right? Uh, <laughs> Did you say but? I, I think it was very frowned upon. Okay. Yeah. So what, it, sorry, it, it upholds the standard of you're gonna culturally immerse. You're going to work on a language. You're going to struggle. Yeah. And honestly, they didn't even need to have rules because everyone followed them. I there was right. I, can, I remember, I specifically remember there was only one time when I broke the rule. And it was near the end. Of, the program wasn't very long. It was only for like a month. Right. Um, yeah. And it was like the third or the fourth week. And uh, that was with this other Canadian guy. We were actually with the the, the Japanese guy. Okay. And we were having a beer and it was kind of late at night and we were just like so exhausted yeah. from speaking Spanish at that point. We were just, they were just we, we were just like, you know what? Like, this let's cansa, just take a bit of English for a bit and like just relax <laughs> and be comfortable. Like, and that was for it. Sure. That's the only time I broke form. That's not, that's pretty good for a month. Yeah. That's pretty mm -hmm. solid. Yeah. So, right. um, 
Yeah, and like every other student who was in the program, like I never heard them speak English. Like we always spoke Spanish with each other. So everyone That's who good. was there, so everyone's like upholding there. their end of the yeah mm-hmm. of the deal. Yeah, right. even even if their Spanish wasn't very good, they were still doing yeah. their best. Which and it was like so cool to see. Yes, and that's people need that encouragement for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, that was my host family in Mexico, and then my host family in Germany was. And where were you in Germany again? Ah, yeah. So in Germany, I was in the city of Kassel. Yes. Okay. Uh, Which so, um, state is that in? Kassel is in Hessen. Oh, Hessen. Okay. Nice. Okay. That's where you're planning on going. That's right? where the Alberta Teacher Exchange has their exchange. Yes. Yeah. In Hessen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so in Germany, I had I was living with uh there were two parents and two daughters at this one. And okay. <laughs> the parents again were like pretty old. They were like in their they were they were in their 70s, like they were low 70s. Right. And the daughters were both like I think they were in their 40s and okay. they both were not married and didn't have kids and they both lived at home. It was kind of strange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, every, yeah. So every breakfast, every morning I had breakfast with, with all four of them. Right. And it was just a very interesting family dynamic. I'd never seen anything like that. So um, yeah. Um... <laughs> and in English? Because I'm assuming the English would be a little higher in uh, well, the, the Germany. Parents, the parents couldn't speak any English. And the right. The daughter couldn't, uh, but the other daughter could. Uh, but okay. even with her, like, again, there was zero English going on. Like, yeah, okay. that was total German all the time. When I was at school, among the other students, too, that was the same thing. Uh, we were only speaking German with each and other. Again, okay, is there a contract again? Or yeah, this one was more strict. Th- this one was more of an or because the the one I did in Mexico is kind of just like a random assortment of people from all over the place. Okay, but uh, the one I did in Germany was called the Canadian Summer School in Germany, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so it was all Canadians, or at right. least it was like uh, exchange students who were attending school in Canada. There were a couple of oh, okay. those, but most of like the vast majority of them were Canadian. Yeah. And sure. uh, so even though we were all Canadian, we spoke English. Uh, we, we didn't speak English with each other. We were speaking German the whole time, even if they were like kind of a lower level. And it was right. just, yeah, it was so cool. But with that one, the rules were so the rules were more strict. It was a very organized program. Right. Um, and uh, their rule was uh, they had this quarter rule. If they if you were caught speaking English, you had to give up a quarter. Oh, you, so you were given okay. ten quarters at the beginning of the program. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, and they were like, "You're not getting any more quarters." Like, so what if happens if you're on your eleventh quarter? Well, you there, just, you know what? I, I don't just, know. What they didn't get happened. to that. Yeah, because nobody got there. Right. Like, some, okay. Some so them, it clearly worked. It clearly yeah, worked. Yeah, some of them lost a couple quarters, like especially the ones who weren't as good yeah uh, like they were kind of beginner level but uh nobody lost all their quarters i don't remember anyone That's losing pretty all of solid quarters. and again how long six weeks yeah that one was six weeks that's pretty damn good too yeah yeah not so like... that was a blast right okay mm-hmm. yes so you've had the immersive experience yeah so before we get more into that and the reason why 
like I'm talking about this as my inspiration. Yeah, Tell yeah. Me your host family. What was that like? For sure. Yeah. Okay. So I went to Nicaragua in 2010 with a program called Intercordia Canada, who is no longer around. Uh, they were they were affiliated with St. Thomas More University, which was a Catholic university on campus at U- University of Saskatchewan. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, I'm not Catholic or nothing, but I had a deep-seated want to go for an adventure. So I met this guy named Mike in Cuba, who I went to Cuba, not speaking like any Spanish for a sociology trip. And this Mike guy had done this program and he's like, hey, Ian, like, if you really like Latin America, if you really want to learn Spanish, this is the program for you because it kind of had like a Catholic volunteer type of uh, vibe to it, which like a bit of a religious vibe and whatever, like that that's fine by me it was more of a sociology i was international studies so it kind of fit the bill of like going abroad seeing like the however you want to call it third world global south developing country and so long story short i just got i got into the program fairly easily and i was a student and it was cool there was other canadians from across canada that were involved in this so some from like london ontario some from new brunswick uh my buddy alex He's from Romania, but he had moved to Oakville, Ontario. So we're all kind of like this mishmash of Canadians. And but we all got our own host family. So I lived in Esteli, Nicaragua for three months. And there wasn't like a per se a rule. Like uh, you have to speak English, but basically it's just like, okay, if you do speak Spanish, this will augment your experience immensely. And oh, by the way, like nicaragua there's especially like for that older gen like that parent generation of the host families like they don't speak english so i at my yeah. host family and i'll never forget because so there's the mom the dad three kids the oldest daughter could speak she was like 19 at the time she could speak english um so i think like the very first day she's a bit of english with me but it was very intimidating for the time but it's like the most memorable conversation of my life because I I was the first one. We were in this van. So we uh, went from Managua to Esteli, a couple-hour drive. And like, oh, Ian, you're the first host family that we're, you're getting dropped off on. So I'm like, all right, bye, fellow Canadians. You're elsewhere in the city. And like, I remember going to this house in Nicaragua in Esteli and sitting down with the host dad. Now, I've had one year university of Spanish, like a hundred level. But man, that that's, doesn't like, and this was long before I knew about comprehensible input, polyglots, like blah, blah, blah. I'm just like a fresh, fresh meat to the language learning sphere. Yeah. And dude, that conversation, because I'm like the host dad, Miguel, we're just sitting across each other in the living room and I am just like sweating the biggest bullets ever. You're like, okay, yo the canada <laughs> un avion aquí nicaragua and he's like replying back and stuff oh, they're god. like they're like oh my god like i think and here's the thing i i don't think i'll ever be able to replicate that because it kind of happened in ukraine a little bit with me 
but I had already had experience of what that was like when you're freshly new to a new language. Like there's nothing like that first time. Cause I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what this is like in any other language. I don't have any prior experience to this. Just like, Holy smokes. Like we were just getting by. So, uh, this was a three month stay with this family. I also just got like double the luck because my volunteer position was out at a coffee farm about an hour from Esteli where no one spoke english like like my friend ronald could speak a little bit like everyone knew like a mishmash of english there so you were just in an environment where like with alex who volunteered with me i guess with him and i to speak and then this okay this was my earliest glimpse into uh languages kind of augmenting each other because alex was from romania originally so he spoke romanian and he was just blitzing through the spanish and he could like understand the spanish and that makes that makes so much sense to me now once i got into my french and some portuguese of late like it's like oh okay because i was like i had no like background i had no anchor language to that so so that so i live i had not only a host family but like kind of a host community in this coffee farming and not much english man and i guess just it was the day in the day out of it that like kept me in it because you had no choice you were there for three months and you just had to survive and eventually we've talked a lot about click moments on this show eventually had a click moment um so the host family was amazing um and then this program intercordia hired me back to go to honduras now how i went to honduras was a totally different attitude because i not only i was back in saskatoon i did a whole other year of university spanish i was like super super confident yeah in my spanish so i went to that second host family like i'm ready to riff i'm ready to really engage so that like it was it was just a totally different mindset and like the one cousin who lived with the host family there he spoke some english because he had gone to school in florida and came back but like i tried my like my best to hold my own with that and and that's when you learn like oh, okay there's like local slang this there's she's speaking at the one like host sister speaking at a million miles per hour so like these just like there's these new challenges so to speak but um it's i would just consider the host family it's such a fun and challenging and just an exciting experience because I, I don't know i guess like i have you can do the hostel traveling i guess you can meet long lost family like i did in ukraine but just to be placed with a random host family you don't exactly like you said with the 40 year old daughters you just don't know exactly know how a family dynamic is gonna be mm-hmm. but it's uh just i think honestly sitting down for those meals when i was in the the uh coffee planting community Lagarnacha in Nicaragua was playing cards after in the evening. So just sitting around a table and like that social experience in another language, I feel mm-hmm. is is uh, so rich, man. It's very, very rich. It and it, it absolutely is. To this day, like when I teach Spanish now, well, in my classroom, I have two like bigger size flags of Nicaragua and Honduras in my classroom it's like i wouldn't be here if it was not for like my time there so it's all 
it all comes like full circle with yeah. it. Um, but I think, I think, okay, so that's going abroad, having the full host family immersive experience. And then I think now it's kind of designing a lifestyle to recreate that. No. Yes. This, so it was such a good experience for me. And I guess for you too. Oh yeah, man. That, um, yeah, it's just like, it's just a part of me now. And it's ingrained in me that if I really want to take my abilities to the next level, I have to do that. Like there's no other way to do it. Oh, totally. You just have to buckle down and completely do some form of completely committing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for you and and now with adding like a relationship element to it Mm -hmm. and like, so how does, does, so does Minji kind of get this too of like the overall goal of like, okay, we do like a full Korean day. It's 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 gonna be like that. It's gonna be like those immersive mm-hmm. experiences. Oh yeah, she gets it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and then. Yeah. So she's seeing the growth in you too. Yeah, I mean, well, we've only been doing this consistently for a week now, so it's yeah, kind of okay. hard to see progress or like okay. so um, it's new. track it's improvement. New. <laughs> but I can say, I mean, obviously the days uh, that that i'm speaking english it's just like whatever it's just a normal day yeah Uh, her it's different comparing her experience in mine because she's Mm -hmm. already like really good at english so i think it's gonna take a long time before she starts to see some kind of improvement or like noticeable changes uh but for me i'm already starting to see some some changes like Uh because like once i switch that korean brain on like it just takes maybe half an hour until i'm just riffing right like it's crazy yeah it's just click moment as yeah and so you're like like, you're talking about like what are you talking about you're talking about your day at work what you're having for dinner uh, yeah that's the funny thing it's like like does it just range the things you talk about when you're in a relationship are different than the things you talk yeah. about with your friends or your family or just random people. Yeah, so, for um, sure. I mean, yeah, it's like it's a quite a lot of different things from uh, like just things that happen at work or just fun things to talk about or problems that are in your life or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. uh, they tend to be. I know because I said this on a previous podcast, like the you're either talking about really simple things or really complicated things. Right. So um, that's where on the Korean days, it's been kind of difficult to discuss things like that, but um, I'm managing to kind of get my point across in a semi understandable way. And honestly, I'm surprising myself with, with how much I know. uh, Cause I know sometimes I can get it in my own head a little bit and say, Oh, like, I need to warm up or I need to do some practice before right. I speak. But like once I just start speaking, like it's just, it's I get on a roll. It. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, this is definitely a good idea. I'm glad that we finally, because we've been talking about doing this for a long time, but we never committed right. to it. Yeah. Um, but I'm really happy that we have because it's it's already starting to make a huge uh, difference in my my Korean. Something that's sorely needed because it's been just like uh, what do you call it? it's been stagnating right. for a back long burner time. simmering type. Uh... Yeah, and then how like because I was over at your house recently. So do you find so not only just with Minji, but are you getting an opportunity to use Korean with other? like other koreans in calgary a bit um or is that something in the future like likely to um, well you know right now um it's like like i was saying at the beginning like i've been having some problems with work and money and that that heavily influences your free time and like social how much you can go see friends and things like no for sure um, for sure yeah, that's been uh, kind of an issue lately. I mean, I have seen friends once in a while. And uh, actually, Minji and I have met some uh, new Korean friends here. Uh, but we haven't really seen them very often. And yeah. um, when I do get together with them, there's this weird thing that happens where, like, usually she just ends up, like, talking normal speed to them. And then... Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like lost, obviously, because it's native speakers talking to each other, and that's always yes, extremely that difficult is, to understand. It's and, honestly the hardest, I think. Yeah, it is. It's really for like difficult. for in person interactions, mm-hmm. absolutely. With the language. Yeah, and then uh, they see that I get a little bit lost in conversation, and then they all just right. end up switching to English whenever they talk to me. Yeah, and then. I depends on the mood I'm in, but usually I end up just like just going with it and just speaking sure. in English because I want to yeah. hang out with friends, right? No, hundred so, percent. Yeah, um, but I think this is something that's gonna be changing pretty soon here because um, I'm feeling much more confident with my Korean, and I'm just gonna go for it. Yeah, no, totally. I think that's the attitude, and if you're doing that every other day, then should totally well yeah here like so i've been struggling a lot with this idea of comprehensible input which because here's the thing here's the let's put the how do i put the dilemma should the material come to you or should you come to the material and what do i mean by that i mean by like, like a chicken I, or egg question <laughs> somewhat somewhat um so the material i'd find like like okay so I, like there's masters incomprehensible input and I, I got it like the biggest kudos is um hugo from inner french because i just i was re-listening to some of his initial episodes and because i just i love the way he crafts his podcast like the, i find them so <laughs> comprehensible so consumable yeah. so and so so i was, I was listening and I was like god this is so good and I don't know if it's because just my French level, but like I just I really enjoy it. And then I was listening, so like so you, you know the Easy Languages series, obviously, like oh, Easy yeah. Germany, Easy Italian. So Easy, there's a new podcast called Easy French, and well, they came out with it. There's an Easy French, but here's the thing: I've, I've been waiting for that. <laughs> okay, and I, I'm, I'm curious you to listen to it, Marcus, listen to it, a few other people. 
it's just not it's not as good as Hugo because Hugo, in my opinion, and a few other podcasts in different languages, he grasps the idea of comprehensible input. So in my opinion, he's more attuned to like what his audience needs and that the level that he's speaking to. Whereas I find easy French, they just kind of riff like native speak. And to me, that doesn't really like bring in the easy part of the languages. Yeah. Like it's just like French. Um, so that's what I mean. So, so I'm trying to bring a overall point, a granular point to this of how like, would say like friendships, relationships, people, and that were around. Like, and this is definitely harder for like native speakers. Is how to make things just more comprehensible to to learners of the language. And I I can just I can tell like a guy like Hugo gets it, but then some of these like the girls speaking on this easy French podcast like they don't quite get it like a you gotta slow down like okay let's say like minji's talking with her friends if they slow down to like 80 percent say they're saying the exact same things but if they slow down to 80 percent i'm assuming you think you could understand more is speed a factor oh yeah yeah oh yeah speed's totally a factor so speed's a factor um certain like like hugo's word choice is so bang on like it's so good especially when he's using a new phrase or a new expression he's crafting it around something that you already know so he has like a very nice scaffolding to presenting something new and i just feel like it's something because basically i'm just at a point now where i can like judge material like as ah, this, is, this isn't comprehensible input this is just like native material mm-hmm. basically so it's I find with just like language learning. So I guess the point is, is like, how can we as language learners, we have to bring some of the material to us, which I would argue is like making it more comprehensible for our consumption. At the same time, it's like studying and studying our asses off or learning and learning and practicing and practicing our asses off to be able to engage more in those like native like conversations which are at fast speed which do have a lot of like idioms and slang and and that so i find yes it's a chicken and an egg a hundred percent so i just find it's like it's a constant struggle i find because it's like you're eventually you just want to consume native material stuff but like some of that some of the language learning stuff out there is really really good some of it's awful but some of it's really good like a guy like hugo i think is awesome so i guess my question to you about the like with the korean is do you just think like that day in day in that day in day out struggle with minji will be will be the solution or do you feel like you need to go on like italki or consume wow. more iyagi like the talk to me in korean which i'm assuming is kind of along that hugo line of thought that Hugo type of material? Uh, they... I don't know. I, I don't think it's really fair to compare Hugo and Iyagi. They're, they're, it's like apples and oranges. They're similar but different. But Okay, I guess I don't know. Obviously, I don't know Korean well enough, but I'm assuming Iyagi is 
because yagi is like okay we're not talking about grammar we're just talking right about different stuff but are they keeping it like comprehensible to i don't know like an a2 b1 level no no i wouldn't i wouldn't say so like i I, i'm I'm just getting to the point now where i'm finally able to understand most of the things that they talk about in miyagi like just now so right that's actually a problem like last year that was a problem i kind of had with it is that i i didn't really get much of what they were talking about it wasn't super comprehensible for like a Mm -hmm. high beginner low intermediate right whereas with with hugo man that guy's like a freaking wizard hey like he's so good like magic what he does it's so good because like i try to model myself after a guy like hugo when i'm teaching because i i feel like that guy knows exactly what you do and don't know yeah yeah which i think is a brilliant language teacher like i'm about to say something i'm already anticipating that you're not going to understand this next thing but i'm gonna surround it i'm gonna build up to it i'm gonna use context and there's so many different things nowadays with like visuals or other cues but like specifically with him with an audio conversation he he gives you like the bread and his new thing is like the ham and cheese in the sandwich you're gonna like bite into it like, <laughs> it'll taste pretty good <laughs> so, he puts the sandwich in your mouth yeah or baguette whatever his version of it so no man i'm excited to talk to you and like about this excited to talk about this in like a month yeah yeah because i months. think six even, months even after a week like i'm already starting to see a little bit of difference so yeah i give it a month six months a year like it's gonna take off yeah man sweet so best of luck with the practice yeah thank you yeah. um any other language learning scoopy do like scoops like they're up to the other big ambitions plans uh, honestly right now for me like the name of the game is kind of just survival so (laughs) for sure man uh korean is still um number one for me right now uh so that's like the big feature in my language learning world i guess Mm -hmm. and for my other languages it's kind of just like the same thing i had in korea like they're just uh kind of just on the back burner i've got some podcasts that i listen to uh here and there um and i've got my music that i listen to obviously but uh yeah i've just been doing my best to so since i started doing this korean thing uh when i listen to the podcast in the other language i give myself Mm -hmm. a bit of time to think like only in that language and that i find has also been very helpful and that also puts me in a really good mood surprisingly because remember when we talked about with azrin like sometimes when you're thinking in your native language you can get like stuck in your own problems and like that's right kind of just like a a, like a hamster wheel yeah but uh when you switch to another language like suddenly you're almost like a kid again because you're just thinking about new ways to say things you're looking at things and saying oh how do you say that like you're like mm-hmm. your that curiosity comes back out so uh, right. i've been trying to tap into that recently and it's been 
not only has it been good for my languages, but it's been good for my my moods mm-hmm. and my mental health too. For sure. Yeah. For sure, man. No, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that was a very salient point. Yeah. That Asrin, yeah. Asrin made. So Yeah, how about you? What's on the what's Well, on the... German's the big kahuna this summer and it's my like main main focus language so it's mostly being done through that like listening at the golf course where i'm hopefully i'm i'm devoting so we have like you gotta work for like five hours before the lunch break so that's like so far that's been straight easy german now i'm a like i love history i love culture and i have plans to go work in germany one day it might be years down the line still like three to four years but i like so i have some like podcasts and audiobooks these are in english but they're about germany Ah, so i find it's it's a very nice contrast to keep me like very interested in germany so i've been listening to two guys it just makes me think of us and Lingaholics, the Americans in Germany drinking whiskey podcasts, and just two guys, two expats, just shooting the shit about living in Germany. And they touch on like they make their conversations are interesting because they just touch on so many different topics. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that about Germany. Like I didn't know that. Like because obviously I haven't lived there, I haven't been there. So, but it's like building up in my mind what Germany is like. Yeah. So, and then I'm listening to an audiobook right now called Stasi Land, which all oh, like the yeah. Stasi in Germany. So I feel like this cultural history lesson is like really, really, really motivating me of like when I'm doing the German language. Um, so that's so that's like the big focus. Um, doing some daily Korean. So I want to, my goal is to come back to KCC with you guys in September and not be a complete fool. So, nice. so there's that. Um, every day I kind of switch it up a little bit. So today is Thursday is my Slavic day where I get into Ukrainian, try a little Russian out. Like I, I do have a luxury of time at least um, during my summer times and then and then my dabble man like my dabble i could so i could really feel like a psycho and i have four different yeah. languages i have four different languages each day of the week yeah like, i saw you doing wolof the other day what's that a language wolof. it was in senegal or something? senegal yeah yeah, yeah. nakameri how are you mary um uh yeah man i'm basically just like i'm like you know some people that go to like junkyards to like salvage like car parts <laughs> and I'm like that on memorize. I like I go scavenge I go scavenger hunting on memorize for like courses. Cuz I just want to be like oh shit there's like a thousand word wool off course here with audio with audio it's nice. like oh, this is like a prize like a new tranny kind of thing so i'm like all right i just want to see what this is all about kind of thing so once a week i like take a look at a bunch of random stuff so some wool off 
the Democratic Republic of Congo. I've been really obsessed with like French Africa lately. I've noticed uh, that, yeah. The fact that Kinshasa has more francophone speakers in Paris continually blows my mind. Just that That's fact for some amazing, reason. Hey? So like so what's something about like the DRC? Well it's like, well, Lingala is the next so it's like Frank yeah, French is like the the um oh Jesus the lingua franca but then lingala is kind of like the layer underneath the french culture like oh that's interesting that's interesting and there's like three courses on memorize not saying memorize is the only place to go but it's where i go a lot uh it's like yeah what's lingala about here it's like it's part of the language family with swahili and you're like oh interesting interesting Mm -hmm. so I'm try- I feel like I, I, I still get my my sociology anthropology rocks off by like dabbling in some of this stuff. So that's cool, just, man. Just being a big old nerd as always. Um, yeah, man. Uh, okay, we want to keep these pods a little shorter. So we're 48 minutes. I think we could wrap it up. I think we yeah. So uh, yeah, no Marcus. We miss you, Marcus. Next time, uh, he'll be back. I was gonna put a, I was gonna put a Swedish song in the intro. (laughs) To have a little Sweco presence on the pod. Maybe not anymore. (laughs) Well, this episode, this episode. So Mark says he's coming back. Uh, He's a busy lad, so we'll get to hear all about his life updates. Yes, that should uh, be good. Be fun. So, all right. Thanks, Cody and thank you pulled it off folks we pulled it off two-man pod it can be done and yeah lots more frequent episodes coming up guests get some guests coming on soon hopefully we're gonna hit up the old twittersphere and yeah we got ideas folks so uh the lingaholics are back keep the languages on fire and we'll see everybody we'll see everybody very soon so that's episode 64 See y'all later. All right. Ciao, ciao.